Welcome to Nigerian News. Hello, welcome to Nigerian News. I don't know. We're trying to figure out the beginning of how to open this thing, and we have no idea how we to do no it. We have no idea how to do it. Yes. I'm Mo. Uh, I'm African Kitch. I keep forgetting, you know, sometimes because I have my government name, it almost wants to come out of my mouth. So I have to say, no, not government name. You can remember African Kitch. <laughs> I think you can use your government name as I well. I think I can use my government name, but <laughs> I, I think I'm trying to brand myself. <laughs> Welcome to our third or fourth episode. Good. Our third episode. We made it. We did the maiden decision. Yeah, we did yes, the second yes. one. Now we're, we're experts now. We're experts now. Yeah. Now we're like proper somethings. <laughs> yes, proper somethings. Okay. Um, or somethings, which is a more formal one, isn't it? Yeah, somethings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Somethings. Um... <laughs> Right, so it's our third episode. Um, we've been watching a lot of dramas through the last month, so let's just kick off. Uh, we're gonna first of all with the new shows that are on at the moment. So, um, one that I particularly love that started uh two weeks ago is Her Private Life, which is Pac Min Young's yes! new drama. Yes, that's the one with um Secretary Cream, right? Yeah, Pac Min Young. Yes, yes, oh my god, I, I Kim J Wook. Yes, um, as you know, African Kitchen said, Pat Me Young, I, abs- I, she's my one of my favorite actresses. I loved her first in Healer. And then I think because of her, I watched Remember. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. then I watched as well, um, what, Kim. What's Wrong with it? Yeah, yeah, What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. And this show is kind of in the veins of What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. Um, a lot of people are saying that she's uh, typecasting herself, but I don't. I don't care. I think it's really enjoyable. She basically plays a, a museum cur- uh, cur- cur- curator. curator. Um, and she, um, her, her private life that she's trying obviously to keep private is that she's a, a huge fan of um, a particular guy in a boy band. Um, and she's not a sasang as such. And sasang is like people who are actual stalkers, like the really crazy fans. But she's just like a supporter and she's, but she basically spends her time. Um, she has a fan site which she um, puts together for him, and she takes pictures of him. It's, it's. I'm not gonna go too much into it, but it's a great show. I was show. about to tell you I, to stop because I haven't really watched it, and I, you know, because I like to binge watch my stuff. Yeah. But you know, she was the reason I actually watched What's Wrong with Sexual Kim first. Okay. Then I tried to watch Hila, and I'm sorry, I just couldn't get into it. And I mm. well remember that halfway through, remember I was like. No, life is too short for that. <laughs> but then I saw this, I was like, I have to totally watch it. Because she also has, by the way, guys, just in case you don't know myself and Mo have been talking about it, she has an age-appropriate cutie on the show. Yeah, she does. For, I'm yeah. all for the age-appropriate crushes. Kim Jae-wook, he's not, not those under, gorgeous. He's very cute. He was yeah. also in Temperature of Love. Yes, and he, he was, was in Coffee Prince. as well, and Coffee Prince. Yes, yeah, so basically, he's cute. He's an age-appropriate you know, um, crush for me. So I'm loving all the age-appropriate crushes right now. And just one more thing about the show. She, you know, in Secretary Kim, her style there was, you know, the long ponytail, the pe- uh, pe- uh, pencil, pencil skirts, skirt, yeah. and the pussy bow blouses. And this one is trouser suits and skirt suits. And she looks amazing. There have times when I've actually stopped to go, where is that suit from? That <laughs> looks amazing. Like, I don't know who the stylist in her show, but whoever has styled her, have done, has done an excellent job. I mean, she can't be wearing head to toe Fendi in real life as a you know museum curator, but you know it's fine hey, in the show. I find that uh, the thirst is real. I mean, the thirst is real for the guys, but the thirst is also so real for the fashion. The fashion is incredible. She looks amazing, mm. and there are these funny fantasy sequences. Anyway, okay, stop talking. You watch because it. I haven't watched it. You watch it. It's yeah. great. So that's her private life with mm-hmm. Pac Min Young and Kim J Wook. Um, another show that started as well was Go Go Waikiki Two. Or Yuchela Wakiki too, which we watched the first one, yes. and I think I think I can speak for our family that it was a hit. <laughs> yes, it was. A hit. Uh, it was a hit. Um, there is a second sequel now, but only Lee Ye, uh, Lee Kung, which play, who plays um Junkie, has returned. He's been having an amazing year so far. Mm-hmm. He was in Children of Nobody, and he's in that variety show which is really huge called The Dangerous Beyond the Blankets. Um, but he's actually come back to do this, which to be honest, he really didn't have to do. Um, but so far, I'm actually kind of liking it. I really at the first, the first half hour of the first episode, for people who's watch, who watched the first one, is a bit. It's a bit difficult to get into because the rest of I think the the strong thing about the first show was the cast, and the bromance and just the girls. It just worked, all of them. But they are basically wiping the slate clean they've got new people in amongst them is actually um a guy who 
uh, made a cameo in the first season has the foot model. He was in Age of Youth. Um, he's in there. Um, he's playing like a baseball. Um, he's one of the um new roommates, and he's playing like a baseball um player. And it's it's a bit weird at first, but it gets better. And now I'm actually really really liking it. Me and the foreign correspondent we've mentioned in um our other my other podcast um popgram uh, are really really liking it. At first we we're like uh, not sure, but. It's actually quite good, so I'm actually mm. looking forward to. Um... I haven't watched it. I'm obviously a bit skeptical, but I am. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm willing to give it one or two episodes to see whether or not you know it gets embedded. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And mm. and just on that tip as well. Um, obviously, so the rest of the cast couldn't. Um, we're not returning. Um, one is because of um Son Ye, uh, Son Song Wong, who played the guy with glasses. I've got his name in the show now. Mm. Um, he um as of last week was actually sentenced. Um, for one year and six months in prison for DUI, he got a Boxing Day last year. He basically got his third DUI, and Dang. yes, that... and he got his hobe at first, who was in the car with him, to actually take the rap for it, and then it was found that yeah, he was the one actually driving. So he got sentenced last week, but he had three days to appeal. He has appealed now. But um, the prosecution were actually pushing for six years, and he got a year and six months. It so sounds as though he has he a drinking problem, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. This is third DUI, then that means he has a problem. And he should just go and, you know, I think, go to jail, do the right thing, then go and get treatment. And, you know, you might you might actually have a career again. Just have, it's not going to be a huge career, but you might have a exactly, career. Exactly, have so. a career again. And the main guy who was in Wakiki, um, Kim jong Hyun. Um, he was in a show last year called Time, and he was brilliant in the show. But he was playing this this guy with depression and who had like an eating disorder. Kind of manifested itself in real life because he actually ended up having sleep and eating disorders, and he had to leave the show halfway. Um, he's still on the road to recovery. But so he went method. Yeah, he went very method. Um, but he's on the road to recovery now. He popped up on social media in March, so at least to say uh, I'm okay. I'm you know still. You know, try to take care of myself. A lot of people thought, "Oh, does this mean he'll be in the sequel?" But he's not, and I don't think it's it's too early I don't think for him to Yeah, be and also it's it. good for him to have his recovery pro- process, and it's very important when something's happened to you to actually take the time out. Exactly. Mm. Uh, but you know, I missed him in the show. I have to say, but I want him to have his time. There will be many other shows we will see him in. But also, in because the, future. the girl that is meant to be his love interest, she's not going to be in Google. She's not in Google IQ too. No, she's not in so, Google yeah. IQ too either. Yeah, but they do like a really cute send off for all of them in the first episodes if people watch out for. But it's a cute Easter egg about all um, everyone else that he's, who's not on the show. Mm. Um, right, another show that started is Kill It. Um, it is an OCN drama. And if you know OCN, OCN kind of fashioned themselves on HBO. So they they see themselves as the, we will give you the really like intense dramas which uh, which are like made like with movie star ta- with movie tape and looks like like a movie. It's it's I find OCN dramas some of them are really I hit and miss. Um, Life on Mars is the last OCN drama I watched and it was fantastic. I mean it's a remake of the British show Life on Mars, but they did a really really good version. Um, Killer is about uh, a guy who was uh, raised as a kid to be an assassin. And he, um, this was I think in Germany, and he comes back to Korea, and shit ensues. That's what I'm gonna say. Um, but Jang King Young is in it, and I watched this purely for him. He's just a big bucket of handsome that guy. He was in Come and Hug Me. I don't know if anyone have you seen Come and Hug Me. No, I'm just it's just the, it's I can see the, the so saliva, good. The come saliva and hug me. coming out of your mouth like that. Uh, babes. You want some water? He's he's a, yes, water. please. <laughs> he's a big bucket of handsome. Seriously. Mm. Um, He's in it, and Nana as well. I, I like Nana from After School. She's actually a pretty decent actress, um, playing a detective. Um, the first episode was all right. It, I, it, it's now on Vicky, um, so if you guys do want to watch it, it's on there. Um, I'm going to keep watching it for now, but it's very, it's slightly convoluted, but that's another new show that started. Um, just before I get to, I've got three more. Next one is My Fellow Citizens, um, which is uh, Chi Si Won's new show, him from um, EXO and She Was Pretty. Everyone said he should have got the girl and she was pretty. I don't think so. I still think Pak Su Jun was way better. But um, this is his new show. He's playing, um, sorry, he's playing a con artist who marries a policewoman, but she doesn't tell him that she's a policewoman. He doesn't tell her she's a, he's a con artist. And yeah. 
hilarity ensues mm-hmm. um it's 30 minute chunks which is great a 30 minute show um i watched the first two and it's actually it's good it's really good i'm going to continue watching it so that's my fellow citizens um don't know i actually haven't seen a lot in the ether about reviews about the show but i think the people that are watching are enjoying it and i agree i think it's quite a good show uh Fifth show that's starting out is my first first love. Mm, yeah, um, it was on Netflix, it? yeah, we. I watched this. I once watched this purely for Jisoo. Yes, I, I knew I love Jisoo. I knew the one that I just like, love him. What I, I can't. Like, yes, that's it. That's I, a sorry. I find the fact that he and Nam Jujik are friends. I was just like, oh my god, really? Two tall, handsome men just friends. It's just weird. It's just like. <laughs> Anyway, I love Jisoo. It's very scary right now. Um, it's he... very scary. For guys, in case you don't know, this is very scary right now. There's a certain amount of thirst that I think the whole world is about to get absorbed. I love him. In the dehydration that's taking place. I can't help it. But even he couldn't save... Um... My first first love. No, not even my first person of that. Uh, the bodyguard oh, show. Oh, Bongo, strong woman. No, strong woman, Bongsu for yeah. me. I love him, but I just even so it's not that it's not that shallow. I just couldn't watch that show. No, I I don't I don't, but, I don't I don't I don't have strong feelings about him. One, he looks look like a, he looks like a kid. Yeah, it's like, like oh, he's just a sweet little kid, kind of a thing. I like him, oh. but um, he never gets the girl. I thought, oh, finally, maybe in this show he will get the girl. Five minutes of watching the show, I realized that he's no, I realized that oh, I've watched this before, and I had to go online to check to see is it just me, but it's actually a remake of because it's the first time, which has um uh, Choi Min So or Minho as everyone love um calls him from EXO as well. I saw that show on Vicky about two years ago, and I was like, why have they done a remake? Was that it's, popular? It's it, it was. Ooh, so okay. I don't know why they've done a remake, and I was like. And I Maybe didn't like Western it. Audience? Uh, Do you no, think? I don't know. Because on Netflix, isn't it? Probably. I mean, Studio Dragon. And mm. Studio Dragon. I've been doing a lot with Netflix. Netflix. I don't know, but it was. It's strange, but apparently it's only eight episodes. The original was about nine episodes, but I, that actually stopped me from watching it. I was like, nah, because I didn't like <laughs> because it's my first time. So. If you guys want to watch a remake of Because It's My First Time, my first first love. My first li- time or first life? No, because it's my fr- it's the first time. Okay. Yeah, there's Because It's My the First, first life, life, which as I, well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah. It, I At first, I was got confused between both of them. Mm-hmm. And finally, Persona, they're calling this a movie. Um, it's also was, is now on Netflix as well. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, um, a movie, it's basically four stories, four different stories. Um, stars IU. I watched the first story, which is Love Set. And Ayu was very good in it. Ayu has become a really good actress mm. from the teeny boppy stuff that she used to do before. And I think it was the turning point with maybe Maya Jushi, which everybody loved and was really hard going when I watched it. Um, it was very different from her teeny boppy character, especially that she's such a famous singer. And I didn't know her acting chops mm. were going to like was going to improve this much, but. She's a force to be reckoned with. Um, the first uh, love set was quite enjoyable. I watched it on the train. Um, I will watch the remaining three stories. They said they were all inspired by Ayu herself. And it's four different directors. The first one, as I said, love set. Very, very good. And that, those are the new shows that have, or slash movie that has come on. Has come on Netflix and every other, you know, visual legal visual platform <laughs> you notice that i am i'm just like a supporter when it comes to those things very simply because for me i like to binge watch shows mm. so that's to say i'll sit down and i'll spend like five straight hours watching something go to bed wake up the next day go to work blah blah, blah come back and watch the next bit so i'm not very keen on shows that get released weekly except it's on terrestrial television so if i have the option of binge watching it i'd rather be binge watch it so for a lot of the shows that you're speaking about i'm waiting until they've gotten to like the like the show we're going to talk about soon. Oh. Get into the, like, the last few episodes. Oh, sometimes they do drops of everything. Like my first, first love, everything was there. Yeah, but I don't like my first, first love. I saw it. I was, I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, and same thing with Persona. Everything yeah. was there. Well, Persona, well. I'm interested it's on my list, but mm. I'm not a big fan of my first, first love because when I saw it, it just saw like a bunch of children trying to reenact a bit of age of youth and um what do you call this thing mm. one of the reply sh- reply shows and i was like ah, it's not even no. as it's doing even venture it's not yes. nearly not even as good as age of youth or reply well it's, i know but it just feels i think yeah. it felt like a, a, a bad pastiche of that so i was like i'm not coming but i'm not really interested in any of the actors that are on there they do feel very 
and I, I don't know, I, I go with my moods sometimes. So mm-hmm. I mean, my mood yeah. might at some point swing to um those, I don't think it's going to but it might at some point swing, swing <laughs> to my first, first love, but we'll see. Okay. Mm. Okay, let's move on to what we're watching. We'll go on first to finished dramas. Mm. So there's a drama we both finished, which was um, on Netflix, which is on Netflix. Romance is a bonus book. Yes. We finished it. We finished it. And I will say, let me start by saying that I actually gave, and this is so unlike me. Anybody who knows me knows that this is not me. I, I had a squeal and a shimmy moment in the show. Like, I was like, Ee-oh! I was like, what the heck? I was like, I looked around. I was like, there's nobody here. But I know I just did that. Is that like a video? I did a squeal and a shimmy in the show. It was absolutely ridiculous. But I wouldn't let Mo start, you know, given the um, synopsis of what's going on. Then we'll go into it. Uh, so it's uh, Lee Jung-wook, and I don't remember her name. Um, she's a very good actress, and so she's called Danny in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, the show is about Danny. Um, so she... Uh, got married to this dude. Um, she didn't. She had second thoughts before she actually married him. She, um, which she, she confided in her best friend who. You cannot tell the story. You cannot tell a story. Your family cannot tell a story. I cannot tell a you story. You cannot. How is it possible? Basically, about Danny, who basically coming back to um to the workforce after uh, seven years. She's divorced now, single mother, and it's basically as uh, she comes to live with her best friend and. Um, and she works with him in a publishing house, um, and we see what happens from there. How's so that? She's, no, so she really she's stuttering a bit because I'm looking at her like that side of her face. No, okay, let me tell the story. Okay, you tell, you tell the story. It's about Danny and her best friend, mm-hmm. who have been friends since they were children. Mm-hmm. For various reasons, um, as their life has gone on, Danny decides to marry somebody else. At the last minute during the wedding, she had second thoughts. Her best friend, who is Lee John, what's his name? Squint, you know, pinch nose guy got them back, you know, together. And then she went on to live her life quite beautifully until we find out shock her husband's an asshole. And because of all those changes that have occurred in her life, she had to go back into the workforce. She was a brilliant advertising executive. Mm-hmm. Goes back into the workforce, working with um, Lee John Wook, right? Is it? That's his name, right? Lee John Sook. Look on Sook, thank you. Mm-hmm. And um, so many things happen, and we find out more about how it is to be an older woman trying to get back into the workforce. Romance between... Um, and the boy is very into this whole Nuna Tales, isn't it? Mm, this is the second one. Are you sure the second one? Yeah. Because the first one was the one I hear your voice, wasn't it? Mm. Okay. Mm. So yeah, so um, it it gets into this Nuna romance, and then it comes, then it comes to a head because of all these different characters and the way that her life ends up being shaped. Um, I will say though that we talked about myself and Mo talked about the fact that this, she's meant to be a single mother. We only saw that child twice, mm. twice in the whole show, twice. She was like a Passing memory of, child, of a child that she had. Yeah, I think she referred to her maybe about, I don't know. I mean, she refers to her quite a bit, but we didn't really see her at all. But mm. I guess she's a device, mm-hmm. probably, a plot device. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think what, for me, when I got to the, as I got through the sh- um, through the show, one of the things I found interesting was the fact that, okay, so the relationship between um, Danny and um, her friend, whose character's name I forget, um, is meant to be that they've known each other for a long time and he knows about her life. So there are a few plot holes that I within the show that I felt could have been tighter. So there were things like, there's certain things that are going on in her life. And yes, she kept him at a distance. But someone is living in your house and you didn't know about it. Somebody's having this sort of intimate relationship in your life and you know about it. And then this person who you say is your friend, and yes, you're trying to keep them at a distance, having this horrible thing occur to them and going on in their life. And you don't know about it. It makes me wonder about the concept of friendship that, they, that they're negotiating in this show. I know. I think there is a subsequent reality. That's the thing with the way friendships are depicted in the show. Mm. Um, even her friendship with Mrs. Go um, as well. Her boss? Mrs. Go. Um, the one that played her boss? Yeah, is it Mrs. Gong? Anyway, the mm. one that played um, the lady in the um, marketing her. team. Yeah. That, yes, they were, she kept saying, oh, you're my friend, you're my friend. But when the shit hit the fan in the show, mm-hmm. she kind of distanced herself mm. somewhat. She wasn't like... She took a step back. She, yeah, she wasn't going there like, oh, no, this is so unfair. You should stay. She was kind of just like, oh, okay, that's mm. happened to her. That's bad. But she wasn't doing what we would think in an idealized world, what a friend would do. That's so really? I felt. I thought there were some instances of like to me where it was quite realistic of how people would, um, how people would actually behave in situations like that. Especially as they were not friends, friends yet they went to a club together once and you know they said hi to each other or they talked when um, they were working together. But it was interesting the way she behaved when 
um, everything came crashing down on Danny. And with him and her, with Lee John Sook's character and her, um, I think that because she was married, had her own life, he was still, you know, holding a candle for her. She, um, he, um, he also kept a distance between both of them. Like he would go to a house at night when he was drunk. He wouldn't tell her that he was there. Um, she was wrapped up with, you know, her own life, has a mother and has a wife. And also it would have been, I, th- I think for her, it was weird that, oh, I have to go tell them that I'm divorced now. She wasn't, I think they had a break in a friendship where it was, um, yes, they were still close, but weren't as close as they used to be. So yeah, there were, I, there were points where I went, well, she could have just told him, but I guess, you know, humans are not that eat simple. I think for me, I mean, I disagree a bit with regarding the work friendship because for me it was work friendship. It's a friendship that came about in a space of what, three months, four months, maybe if you look at the time span of the show. So no, I don't actually expect that somebody who is in, um, a head of like really really high head of position in a company. Oh, now Mrs. Someone... Go though, Ms. Yeah. the marketing lady. But even the marketing lady, That's she's she's still her boss. Yeah, but even still her boss by these three levels, these steps. Uh, and then the, the one that was working with uh, that was working with the Legion uh, Woods character. I can remember my Sue's character. Yeah, but, yeah, working with him. Yes, here's the thing for me, honestly. It's a work relationship. Don't get me wrong. Yes, it's nice that there was a friendship, but there is a work. It is a work relationship, and I don't expect the same sort of intimacy. And even the same sort of going to bat in that sort of setting where you've known somebody for four or five months comparatively to somebody who you've known no, for no, most No, no, that's of not what life. I'm saying. It, the lady that, play, that played um, the, 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 what's her name? It starts with H. Is it the marketing one or which one? Um, no, the one that is, she's um, Lee Jong-suk's character's um, Hobie. Yes, that's her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, the way she acted when it all went down was how I expected the other lady to have acted. Because even her, the fact that she was already even in love with Lee Jong-suk's character, she basically put that to the side and was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Do you want me to come with you? Do you know, when she had to, uh, when she left the office because she was upset, she thought, said, oh, I'll, t- I'll take you to the bus, my- bus stop myself. She's the one that called Lee Jong-suk to tell him that, oh, this has happened. She, but the other I think lady I disagree because I think that the other ladies have more to lose. I think that the whole bit, yes, yeah, she was in love with Lee John Suk's character, and yes, you know, she was helpful. But you know something, you have to look at these things realistically in terms of skills, in terms of sliding skills, and also, also bear in mind that the relationship is also quite different across the sliding skills as well. I, I, I well, for me, I, I, for me, I do feel that when I look at the relationship within the office and the friendships within the office. I am very realistic in the fact that there are various skills then. There's some friendships that are much closer than others. Um, but for instance, um, we know that um, the other women didn't know about her relationship with um, Lee John Suk's character, but that the whole they knew about the relationship with Lee John Suk's character. So that formed a different enterprise. That was a different um, intimacy that she didn't have with the other guys. That's the first part. Second part is for Lee John Suk's character and Danny's character. I feel, and Danny rather, because Danny is the character's name, isn't it? Mm. I feel that you can't have a 20, 25-year-old friendship and you've been divorced for over a year. You are living in a broken-down house and this man supposedly gets drunk and goes to your house, go and stand in front of you and you notice all the boards that were around your house. I mean, for me... A 20-year friendship is very different from a six-month friendship. And don't get me wrong, it's not because you can't get deep intimacies in six months. But I think there's an obligation as a friend that if you've had a friend for 20-something odd years, you should you should be aware. But then again, that's... But like I said, that's some... That's a part that I wasn't particularly convinced by. Part of the child as well, I was not that convinced by. But I think all in all, it was very enjoyable for me. It was it was a sweet drama. It was very... There was this sweetness about it. I felt that... Um, that translated very well, in my view. Mm, yeah, it was a good drama. I thought it was quite sweet. Um, I would watch it again, if, you know, maybe in about three months' time. Um, but I really, really enjoyed it. Romance is the bonus book. Mm-hmm. Fantastic hours on Netflix. Also part of the Studio Dragon uh, collaboration, it seems, with Netflix. So mm. they should keep it coming. I thought mm. it was really, really good. Definitely would recommend it for people. Um, is there anything else that you've finished? I've finished a lot of things mm-hmm. and I didn't think I was going to watch that much this um this month because there were so many things going on in my life but for some reason I just got into it and I've been moving I've been going based on my mood I know the last time we spoke I said I was going to watch um Cacao that one um 
um fragile cacao that one the japanese the j trauma the girl who um overprotected i was thought i was gonna watch that but i i couldn't mentally mood like get into it okay but um so i watched i watched a few things so i started by trying to watch marriage contract mm-hmm. i was going to watch it because of we who i'd liked from um white nights mm. and i started and i was like no life is too short after the first I did, did I even finish the first episode? As the first-ish episode, I was like, no, I'm not. I'm just not inclined to continue watching this. Then I watched. I tried to watch Walk of Love, which I thought was good, but then Sync was out on Vicky, mm. and that sort of ruined a few films. For, well, two shows for me. Well, three, mm. yeah, four. So it ruined Walk of Love, Mrs. Cop, Midas, mm-hmm. and um, it kind of ruined part of um, another show that I watched, but I didn't finish. Mrs. Mars Nemesis. Mm. Now, Mrs. Mars Nemesis was very, very interesting because that's must be based on Miss Marple. Yes. And um, so, firstly, I wanted to watch it because I'm a huge Agatha Christie fan. And I love Miss Marple's story, so I thought I would watch it. Um, also, I found the um, the various actors in it that I'd seen in the on the cover and the synopsis quite um, fascinating. But when I said watching the first episode, the thing that really got me hooked, and I was like, okay, I've got to definitely watch this, is that, okay, you know, we're Nigerian. So as I was watching through the, you know, the beginnings, I turned to watch the, first, the beginning credits when I started a new show. I saw a Nigerian name by the name of Basi Akpadio. I was like, what, hey, hey, what happened here? This is, a, this is an Igbo guy now. So it was quite interesting because it's actually um, executive produced by um, three non-Koreans, Leo, um, Leo De Zosa, Basi Akpadio, and Amanda Groom. And um, it stars um, Yeonjin Kim who was, um, she's, she was in Lost, as uh, she was son in Lost. Oh. And she was also Dr. Karen Kim in Mistresses. So she's had quite an illustrious um, US career. It stars Ko Song Hee, who was in While You Were Sleeping, which I'm going to talk about because I also watch While We Were Sleeping. Mm-hmm. And I really, really, really enjoyed her role in that. And then um, also um, stars Jimmy Wong. Wong in, yeah. So he was the villain in I Hear Your Voice. Oh, yeah. He was that guy. So he was like, so I really, um, so it was, it was good to sort of see the dynamism in that role i watched um high society mm. now i watched high society because of Uyi again white nights um and it was interesting for me because so it was because of Uyi and oddly enough because of uh, song jun mm. now song jun is an inappropriate age crush movie that's like two years old or something i recently went to the army it's 2028 20, went into the army in december quite quietly actually and um, I really, really liked him in Need of Romance 3 and Villainess. Um, but then again, I watched also for Uyi. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also has Park Hong Sing, who was in Airs, and Strong Woman, Bong, the one we don't like. Yeah. And an, another actress called Lim Jae Yeon. Now, the show um, High Society is not like the film version. This mm. is, um, it's more of a table um, friend relationship and the navigation of that relationship to go to an eventually, uh, to a, an eventual love and the main characters are meant to be Uyi and Song Jun, and they play this character as well. However, I do think the standout of the show for me was Lim Jae Yoon, who was the second female lead, mm. because she was so she exceptional was in her portrayal of love and somebody who's going through an interesting experience, very different from the male compatriot who um, Song Jun played. Mm. So it was, I think you should watch her. And she's also in um, Lucky, which is another film which is actually on Netflix at the moment. By the way, High Society is of Vicky. I don't think I've seen it on Netflix. Mm, yeah. And, um, but she's known more for a prolific film career than a drama career. So that mm. was quite interesting for me to see. I tried to watch, um, what was it? What's it called this thing? Iron Women, Iron Ladies the Chinese drama. Mm. I got bored by it. It was, yeah, I think, I'm not sure if it's the song. I'm not sure if it's the lighting. I'm not sure if it's the actors. Okay, I think it's the actors. I just wasn't convinced by them at all. Like I said, I watched While You Were Sleeping and uh, that had Bae Suzy. Now, Bae Suzy, I'd, I think I'd first seen her in, um, uh, I can never forget, Unconditionally Fun. I keep thinking it's irreconcilably or something. <laughs> Unconditionally Fun. And I really liked her and she stars in this with um, Lee Jong Suk and Jung Min Jung Hae In. Now, what was interesting is because um, Suzy's character is meant to be 27. Mm-hmm. And in real life, she's like 24 or yeah, something like that. And I was like, what is this with aging these young women so they can play roles instead of actually hiring people at the right age for those that... But I watched while we were sleeping because of um, John Hae Hee. 
because I really, really, really liked him in Something in the Rain. Mm. So it was good. And I was very surprised when I saw Lee Jung-soo. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's nice. But, you know, Bae Suzy and Lee uh, Jung-kee's uh, in. I'll watch for you. So something, while you were sleeping, is about this girl who can see the future. And her, whatever, whatever she sees in the future actually happens. And it looks at her relationship with both Lee Jung-suk and Hong Jae-in. And how it is that they're navigating what happens when they now start seeing the future as well. Um, watched, um, sorry, just going through a lot of this. I have it written down here. I'm trying not to flap the paper too much as I'm talking. Uh, yes, I watch. I tried watching The Third Charm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, yeah, so I watched, I think it was four, five episodes. Five episodes. And I got. It just, it, the male lead was just very whiny. It was just, and I understand why. I can understand, I could understand the motivation between his fear and his anxiety regarding the relationship he's getting into with this girl. But it just felt like there was just a bit too much whine and a bit too much inner monologue and a bit too much. I don't know. I, I I will try to watch it again. I will continue watching it, but I wasn't that. Um, I, I didn't get into it. Again, it could have been my mindset and this, my feelings at that point in time, but I just I wasn't convinced by it. But I will try going into it again. So, like I said, lots of shows. So, Nelly finished, by the way. So, I watched Woman with a Suitcase. Have you seen that one? Mm-mm, no. Okay, so she's the Woman with a Suitcase has the lead female character. Her name is um, Chijumo. Yeah, Chiju, Choi Ji Wo, rather. And she was in Suspicious Housekeeper. Remember mm-hmm. I told you about the one mm-hmm. about the house okay. So she was in it. And then it stars the male lead, um, Georgie No, who was in This Is My Love. Mm-hmm. Now, This Is My Love is an interesting one for me because it was so heart-rending that I was like, oh my God, this is just too much heart. So watching him in this role was quite a bit of a juxtaposition because very different characters. I mean, all the angst of um, This Is My Love definitely doesn't show in A Woman in a Suitcase. But it was very good because... In watching, um, what do you call it? Um, da, 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 da. Woman with a Suitcase. And um, if, if they had this, it was just, it seemed to s- signify there was going to be some sort of love affair, love story. But then you realize by the end of it that they were focusing on, you know, a mix of a legal drama, female empowerment with a bit of soap opera drama thrown in. So that was a lot of fun. And there was a, there was a lot of nice bags. That is, I mean, this is meant to be paralegal. But the bag she was carrying, like I know she's meant to be like high class paraglico, but dang, the handbag this one was carrying. I was like, Balenciaga, bitch, I can see that. <laughs> anyway, so that was that. And there was a lot of Samsung chilling. Um, I watched um You Are My Destiny, which is meant to be a K drama remake of Fitter to Love You, mm-hmm. stand starring um Jang Nara, Jang Hyuk, and um I really, really liked it. It was so silly. It reminded me so much of um Dokojin, the mm-hmm. uh, oh my god, because the character of um Jankyuk was, I mean, it was, I could see Dokojin like from the moment I saw it, I was like, this is Dokojin, what the heck is going on? <laughs> so that, that was really really cool. I really enjoyed watching that. And um, I think, oh yeah, there's sorry, <laughs> yeah, I know it's a lot of stuff. The two more, yeah, it's fine. Two more. So, uh huh. Now, I tried watching um, Two Cops, which stars that girl from Reply 1998, Henry, 1998, Harry, and um, so I didn't like it. I watched two episodes. I was like, no, 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 life, no, life is too short for Ish. However, so I decided to research her because I found her quite interesting as an actress in Two Cops and in Reply 1988. And I realized, so she's this, she's going to be part of this girl group. Mm. And I realized what made her famous, supposedly. Well, not what really blew out was this um, Igo thing. Mm-hmm. So Igo... I have seen that when people try and do I go on shows. I think the most mm. the most vivid one in my mind is um Gangnam Beauty mm-hmm. when you know the character is trying to be cute. Mm. And I was like, okay, so what is this? I actually went to go and Google her and Google this I go thing. And it was basically what happened was that she there was this there was this TV show mm-hmm. that they were all on and um it's meant to be about trying to be a soldier or something for a few days. And at the end when they were all leaving, the soldiers the actual soldiers were actually telling them goodbye. They only got to her she did this, you know this thing when you're like five year old and you're saying goodbye, she goes, <laughs> you know that kind of, she did that. And that's supposed to say Igo, that's like the height of Igo, this sort of little whiny little girl, like, oh, like, and, and the soldier, I'm not kidding you. She did that, she did this, and the soldier beamed, like he was all teeth. I was like, 
Dang, that thing must be very powerful. <laughs> I don't yeah, see. they seem to really like that. Friends find that really cute. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand that. But it was just so huge beaming. So I was like, okay. Anyway, it wasn't enough for me to go out and watch two cops. <laughs> but it was just fascinating for me to find it. And then finally, I watched The Undateables. Um, which is, I start Nam Jung, something was the name I forget, I've forgotten. And, Hwang, uh, Hwang Yes. Yeah. And um, it's 30 minutes actually, but it's 32 episodes. So mm. it's almost like if you're watching a 16 episode mm-hmm. thing. But firstly, so my issue with Nam Jung, uh, I, I keep forgetting this thing. I know. So, mm, so yeah. but I wrote it down and I can't even, yeah. yeah it's okay. Nam Jung is the fact that, um, so we had a discussion about him and the guy that was in man to man. Yes, 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 yes. About yes, how it yes. is that they both kind of yes, look like yes. psychos, yeah. but it's a different type of psycho. Yeah, I so agree. the guy in Man to Man is like. So. Uh, not So Jun. So Jun? I think So Jun. But yeah, 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 yeah him. So the guy, in, mm. the guy in Man to Man, he's the sort of psycho that you can imagine will keep you in his basement and do weird things to you. He, he has, has that, that look. Yeah, he, he has that pale, <laughs> dead fish mm. look. But look. then Namjuk has the American psycho kind of a look. Mm. And it, it, I mean, it came very much before when I was watching Remember, because mm. he does play like an American psycho type thing. But I don't know, I'm drawn to this guy. I mean, I'm drawn to both of them, which mm. says a lot about my mental state. <laughs> but I'm very drawn to both of them. I like that psychological breakdown. Um, and Namjoon, again, is another, you know, legally allowed crush in terms of you know he's all they're all legally allowed crush but in the sense that he's age appropriate crush um it was quite interesting because it follows the story of a guy who is the bastard child of a chable or of conglomerate and is a, a mix of conglomerate and politics mm. and it follows how it is that he tries to he's going to be a relationship expert and at the very beginning we see the main female characters, name I've forgotten, run to the airport, running after a guy, trying to tell him that she loves him, come back to me, blah, 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 blah. And um, um, Namjoon's character sees this, and that is the beginning of a relationship that we now find out as the show progresses has very various layers to it. The thing that I found funniest about it is this. There was this particular joke. I actually wrote it down. It says, mm-hmm. so the Nam- uh, Namjoon's um, nephew mm-hmm. asks... What makes AlphaGo so smart? Do you know the answer? No. Okay. It costs $25 million. Right. And I'm like, when I heard I was like, that is true. Because if someone spent $25 million on me, I'd also be smart. But since they didn't spend $25 million on me, I'm just kind of smart. So yeah, silly joke, but yeah, that's me for what I've watched. What about you? What have you watched? Um, I've watched, I finished Live, which is... Um, a show that is based on basically Korean police officers. Um, it was really good. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, 16 episodes, one hour. It got a bit dark sometimes, but I think it was really well acted. I've forgotten the name of the main guy in it. He's in um, Sound of Your Heart and in Harangue as well. Um, but it's a really good show. It's on Netflix, so I really recommend Live. Um, if you want something slightly different from your average K-drama. Um, though there is a son of romance at the end, but it's not like overwhelming that at all. Um, then I saw Lucky Romance. That was my surprise of the year, I think, so far. I tried to watch Lucky Romance last year, um, but I couldn't get into it after the first two episodes. It also stars um, Hyung Joon Yoom, who was in, who's also in Undateables. Um, I first saw her and she was pretty. And I liked she was pretty, and I was like, okay, she was really good in this. People say she's like the rom-com queen. Um, I tried Undateables. I didn't really like Undateables. I think I got up to like episode seven on that. Um, so with Lucky Romance last year, I was like, well, third time's a charm. Might be okay. Didn't get into it. So this year, I was like, okay, let me just at least try again, see if... Because sometimes you need to walk away from certain shows or put it on pause and then come back and see if you're still feeling the same way. I agree with uh, African kids. Sometimes your emotions can also be at play at it. So I watched it and I'm glad I did. It was really good. But I think that the heavy lifting on this one um, was done by um, Ryu Jun Yu, who is um, the guy in uh, Reply in 1988. We'll be talking about that later as well. Mm-hmm. And also the boyfriend of Hieri. Um, like in real life? Yeah, in real life. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my god. Damn real life. He is I can t- I can see why he only does movies because he's only done like three TV shows. All he does is movies now. He is very good. 
I didn't really paint him as being a romantic lead, but he almost rewrote the book on this. I was so surprised. Like from episode five, it gets really good. And he does some things where you're just like, wow, this guy is a physical comedian. Like I was really, I, you know, sometimes when you, you watch a genre for so long, you're used to all the tropes, you're used to all the cliches and everything. He was very refreshing in his acting. There was a section where he, sorry, there's a bit, a scene where he um, is talking to her and starts to walk backwards because he didn't want to break eye contact with her. And I think I physically swooned. I was like, whoa. And then I read that afterwards with some other people on like different message boards that it's not just me. It's a thing that, you know, everyone, I think mean, most okay. women actually felt when they saw that scene What's it called well. again? Lucky Romance. Lucky Romance. Okay, I want to go to watch that because um, I'm thirsty as hell. Yeah, it's, a, it's about a woman who um, basically a lot of bad, bad luck and misfortune basically comes in her life. Her sister is in the hospital, so she's very um, superstitious. So she carries salt and red beans everywhere. And then he is um, a CEO of a, a software company. Um, so he's basically a man of science. And she, obviously, the woman of superstition. And they meet. And hilarity ensues. It's a very good show. It's a cl- it sounds like a classic. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I was surprised at how good it was. Mm. Um, I also finished Cling With Passion for now. Um, yes, I have that on that. my list. Yeah, mm. finally finished it. Uh, I think I had it. I, I got to episode 12 for like a month and then I was like, nope, I just need to finish it now. I really, I, I liked it. I just didn't have time to finish it, but I finished it now. It was really, really good. Um, I recommend it as well. It's on Vicky. We talked about it before in previous podcast. Um, I also finished Touch Your Heart, um, Goblin Couple. That was good as well. Very sweet. Um, I find... It interests. I know that the mission statement when making the show was probably, oh, we have to make it really sweet and really, you know, you know, not much asks. Like let everyone just really enjoy this. I think they achieved that. Um, they take a slight detour in episode fourteen or so when they have to bring in like you know the dangerous part to give it a bit more edge. But um, I thought it was good. Not as sweet as *Romance of the book in my book, but. <laughs> Still a good show, nonetheless. Um, I also finished um, my 52-episode family drama, What Happens to My Family. That was, in, that was since, I think, February I started watching it, but I finally finished that as well. Very, very good. If there are two family dramas you should watch, is What Happens to My Family and Father Strange. I think Father Strange is better, but What Happens to My Family is pretty good as well. And it's always interesting to see all these people that you see um, all these, you know, established actors or actresses doing shows like that. Because they, I heard that this is what they use to basically train or basically polish up their acting chops. They basically sign up to a family drama, do 40, 50 episodes. And also it also brings their faces, uh, give them more recognition because of family dramas get higher ratings than the normal dramas do. Not normal dramas, but like, you know, the nighttime dramas. Um, so I would say Father Strange... Um, what happens to my family and five children that had Song Jun, um, which brings me to his. Sh- he's in. A, I picked up a celebrity industry, and I think in five children he was fantastic in that. Um, I also started watching. I picked up a celebrity industry. I haven't finished it yet. Um, I'm on episode I think seven or eight or something like that. It's not a sixteen episode drama. I think it's like twelve or ten. I've forgotten, but I was surprised with. Um, the tone of the show and the production on it because it's a web drama but the production is very good it basically looks like you know something that tvn would knock up it's really looks amazing and the um the opening credits as well it's very different from anything i've seen on any uh, ever like korean drama it basically it's when i first saw it it reminded me of like um oh god what's that show called um, it's a really old one. Ronald Dahl used to do like the um, the uh, narration for it. Uh, Tales Tales from something uh, is gonna bug me, but anyway, it's I would I would recommend I pick up a Celebration Street. It's very dark and it's a bit odd, but stick with it. It's quite good as well. Um, oh yeah, and I f- forgot to say I finished Twentieth Century Boy and Girl, which stars um, Hansi Yu. Um, it's basically like, it's sold as being Sex and City, but it's not. It's really not at all. 
is yes they're three women and it's about their loves and their lives and all that but it's really mostly on her and it's not sex and city at all it's basically a friends to lovers kind of thing to be honest um and i would i would also recommend that it was actually quite sweet um and i started to watch youth which is a chinese drama um but it's very much also called like youth like youth because there's youth as well there's youth which is their remake of age of youth don't watch it watch the k-drama it's way better and then i think it's called like youth um it's about uh, it's basically about a girl and goes from her life from when she was 12 to when she becomes an adult it's very much like a love so beautiful I don't know if anyone's seen that i think everyone has seen how good that show was and everyone's tried to replicate it so i would really recommend a love so beautiful that's way better um but i'm also trying to see if this is good as well but um i would recommend a love so beautiful uh, and i am also about to start the package which is um, a show about Korean tourists that go to Paris. Um, it basically talks about, um, basically focuses on each person and their stories. Um, I've only seen the first episode, but it's really, really good. I can see why a lot of people like it. I will continue to watch that. Is that the one on Netflix that just got a second series? The second series just came out? Oh, no. It, this one is on Vicky. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know that one. Um, it sounds like something I saw on Netflix. Oh, okay. Uh, and still ongoing, so I'm, st- well, I'm still watching. I probably will <laughs> be watching to December. Legend of Furio, as I said in our first podcast, uh, you know, 66 episode Chinese drama and 100 Miles of Peach Blossoms as well. Um, we're still also currently watching as a family Sky Castle. Actually, um, our family is watching it as we speak. <laughs> cutting us away from the action. Cutting us away from the action. But those are the shows I'm currently watch, have finished and watching at the moment. Mm. Um, and then finally, that will bring us to our final segment, which is um, Nigerian Nunes Recommends. So are we've in the past we've recommended um weightlifting fairy uh, weightlifting fairy Kim Bok Chu, mm-hmm. uh, recommended Age of Youth mm-hmm. or Hello My Twenties mm-hmm. one and two, mm-hmm. um and now we're going to recommend um the Reply oh, series yes um so just for clarification because this can be confusing, it sometimes is called Reply or Answer Me, is the same thing. <laughs> So sometimes they have Answer Me 1994, Answer Me 1988. No, it's it, it, it's the same thing as the reply. I think the writers were basically yeah. saying that they wanted, oh, um, respond to me or answer me. I'm asking a question, so you answer me, that kind of thing. But it's the same thing. Um, so the reply series, there are three of them. There's Reply 1994, Reply 1997, and Reply 1988. Just so you know, the best one is 1988. Well, I mean, I liked Reply 1997 as well. Don't get me wrong. I mean, no, no, 1994. Yeah, 1997, I haven't watched it. It just looks kind of stupid. But (laughs) okay, that's unfair because I'm sure lots of people like it. But for me, when I looked at it, it doesn't feel... When I watched, when I looked, looked at the um, wait the for how would you describe um, the Reply series? Okay, so the Reply series is about it's um, is a nostalgic look back of different people at different um of in their. 30s generally, 30s and 40s, who look back to their youth in either 1988 or 1994 or 1997. And it's usually a group of friends Mm. who maybe get together for Mm -hmm. some reason or they're doing an interview for a particular reason and then it gives us flashbacks back into their life and it has, um, it centers around, it usually centers around one family and the interaction of that of those friends with that family and how that has now created and developed them into who they are. It's very much a love story. There's a lot mm. of love stories. So there's the bromances, there's the general idea of friendship, mm. there's definitely the relationship ones, there's the who is she gonna end up with? Yeah, they always use the device of, you know, the the, the character, the, the main female character getting married to someone, somebody. But who is she married to? Yes. Yeah, who did getting she end married. Up with? Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. So I think um for me, um, so that's, I think, the overview for the Reply series. Mm. And it usually does have, I think there have been a, a few good bromances, you know, like real-life bromances that have been developed from the Reply series. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I really know about the Reply 1997, because, like I said, I haven't watched it, is that the main male lead character was in his master's son. 
Yes, and he looked very different. Yeah, Sungook. Yes, and he he was also he's also the main lead character in Shopaholic Lewis. Yeah, and like he looks like so different in like all three shows. He looks incredibly different. He's an intense actor. I only saw him in dramatic stuff. Then I saw Ninety Seven, Reply Nineteen Ninety Seven, and Shopaholic, as you Mm -hmm. said. And I was like, oh, okay, he has comedic comedic chops. Yes, I know. It's just so different. He tends to do like the really deep stuff. Yeah, like Reply Nineteen Ninety Seven to me is the weakest. it's good, but compared, compared it to, to Night Ninety Four, because the first one I saw was Night Ninety Seven, was the first show, and I thought, okay, it's all right, it's okay. And then I saw Night Ninety Four, and I was like, okay, this is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I need to get people to watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, that has Goara and mm. Dohi, Dohi, who's now playing like everyone's best friend. She was in Gangnam Beauty. Mm. She was in Clean with Passion for Now as well. And um, the parents in each. Um, series is actually played by Song Dong Il and Lee Il Hu. So it's the same parents. The same three. parents in all <laughs> three. They're so funny. Yeah, they're, they're hilarious. Yeah, they are fantastic. They they always play the parents, and then there's always different kids. Yeah. Um, nineteen eighty eight, which I it's me is my favorite. I do like ninety four a lot, but nineteen eighty eight um is the one that has Pak Bogum, uh, Ryu Jun Hsu again, Kieri. We mentioned them previously. Um, and I think that, yes, it was a tad long and a lot of people were not happy with who she ended up with in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked who she ended up with I, I, like she ended I up did, but a lot of people were like, no, oh. but they said dating in real life. So I guess, you know, did you just give away the plot? Spoiler. Yes. Spoiler alert. You just put a spoiler on that. No, take it out. No, but I do think that, no, I think this is where I, I started my, you know, baby crush on, and I call it baby crush for all intents and purposes, because it's a freaking baby. Mm. Baby crush on Pak Bo Gum. And um, I really, I mean, I liked, I think I did like both of them. I can't say that I liked one more than the other, because I think the story arc, okay, they, do, they tend to be a bit long though. They do tend to be Oh have yeah, the, it's like a movie. Yes. But the, the, um, the story arc in, um, for 1994 for me was I believe they do reply 1994 Can you imagine? <laughs> so yeah Jeez. so the story arc in reply 1994 for me I felt was more moving yes he had a lot more of that emotional impact really got to me I think with the reply in 1988 it was sweet but it was also the first time because Pak Bokram's character plays a Go player um, mm. a Baduk player and it was just fascinating the way that they depicted his character and the fact that he doesn't actually go to school. Mm. So that kind of reminds me of uh, Misangi. Oh, yeah. I know the fact that the character was meant to be a go player, yeah, but he yeah. player as well. But it was just, I just, it just, it was sweet. It was sweet and they were a bit more rambunctious. I think the reply in 1988 people were a bit more hyper, a bit yeah. more high energy. Yeah. While the reply in 1994 people were a bit more considered. But again, that's also very telling because of the time we come into each one of them's life. Mm. So in reply in 1994, we come into their lives when they're in university. Yes. In reply in 1988, we come into their lives when they're in high, high school. school. So yeah. it is a very much of its time. Very true. And I think um, for me, um, I like both of them, but for very different reasons. One, because I'm thirsty. The other, because, uh, not just because I'm thirsty, just because I'm thirsty. One, because I'm thirsty, yes. One, because um, um, the story arc mm. was very, very, um, was much more gripping for me. But then the other one, because it gave me a lot of insight into Korean life, particularly Korean life in the 1980s. Yes. That was reply 1988. Mm. Um, I think for that, for me, um, I've, I'm interested in cultures and the evolution of cultures. Mm. So being able to see Korea in 19, 1988 and the issues that were affecting them then and how they've now developed now is quite a drastic change. It's quite a yeah. drastic um, transition for yeah, me. But with the reply in 1994, it was the, 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 I like the story and I also like the main lead actress in there. Yeah, Goara was she fantastic. Was absolutely. In it. I mean, when you say Mrs. Harambe, you think to yourself, well, black. Now you think, mm. is this the same girl? Mm-hmm. I think it's the same girl, but you're like, yeah, you just you you just matured. I, I, yes. I like to be silly and being you know childish and playful. She was great in it. She was she, really even good the guy that played the well, his nickname was Leslie Chung. Oh, I Leslie really Chung. Liked Leslie him on Chung him. was great. I also might see him in every other show. And I'm like, oh, Leslie, Leslie Chung. Chung. You're actually right. And you see, and that's another thing because I think a lot of those actors that were in Reply series, at least 1994 and 1988, have actually gone on to have some pretty good careers. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they've gone they on have. to have some really really impressive careers. They so, have um, the two guys. In in um, reply 1994, um, Chilabong, guy mm. called Chilabong, Chilabong and yeah. Chilabong, and the other guy who Trash. 
not trash um the other guy who the friend that is the lech the friend that's the lech yeah yeah he, they've gone have a really successful variety mm. show now called coffee friends mm-hmm. um they basically have a coffee uh i don't know coffee uh, shop i think it's on wheels though mm. um and they basically uh they sell coffee and people give them money for charity but a lot of people come to help out so you so have a like, hero house you, yeah so you have a lot of celebrities coming to help them out but it's a huge variety show people mm. um he's actually trying to find time now the the guy that fed the lech because oh, he's also working he yeah. was in a lot of shows i've seen this year as well but he's finding time to do dramas as well as do that show because mm-hmm. it's quite huge so yeah they have mm. all gone on to really successful careers i I have to say, if I do see one of them in the shop, I'm more yeah. minded to watch it. Yes, because that's the reason why I wanted to watch Jolty Incarnate because of. Mm. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, yes, I yeah. know what you mean. But then I, I really didn't get in that. But actually, so before we go, mm-hmm. there's this thing. So, um, you know, we watched um, Go Go Waikiki. Yes. And there was this, there's meant to be a DJ there. Oh, okay. DJ yes. that copy. Yeah. I don't want to know the guy now. Yeah. So, um, DJ that copy. And it's meant to be about this DJ who doesn't write an original lyric in his life. And he says things like, um, what's it? it says get it yeah and uh <laughs> he yo yo and all this yeah. really get it yeah yeah get it get and it's that anyway so um i was watching i forget which show it was now i think no i was watching um it was when i watched that one with the doko jean pastiche um destiny my you're my destiny so i was watching it so he so the, um, there's this particular character who turns up in the show mm-hmm. and i was like Okay, the relationship is kind of weird between the Dokojin type character and this guy. Let me go and do some research on who this guy is. Mm. So it turns out that the guy that plays the Dokojin type, it's on February. Uh, Jang Hyuk. Jang Hyuk, thank you. He's actually a rapper. He's, he was a part mm-hmm. of a group and a pop group. Mm-hmm. The other guy was also part of a pop group. He was part of what they call the first generation pop um, K icons, mm-hmm. K idols. And um, he is, I believe, DJ that copy. <laughs> I, I watched it because he now has he a variety is. show on. So I show on YouTube yeah. where he goes around Korea looking at different things in Korea and he does all of these things and gets involved. And I watched him and was like, this dude is DJ that copy. I mean, like, all, every he's, single... He's called uh, G.O.D., Thank right? you. No, he's no, from he's, G.O.D. He was from G.O.D. He was from G.O.D. He was the original one of the original members from G.O.D. And um, he is just DJ Dakopi. And the interesting thing about him as well is the fact that, and this is quite interesting, so it's Korean, um, American race, came back to Korea, joined G.O.D., was kicked out of G.O.D. because he was revealed that he was having a quite public relationship with another, um, at that time, Hallyu star. So it was, and it was only in G.O.D. for a few mm. months or something, but he, he built a career off the back of that. And also, um, when I was, the particular show of his that I was watching on YouTube was um, when he'd gone to the Seoul car car show yes the 2019 yeah, car yeah, show. Yeah, yeah and there was a particular guy on stage who's i don't know who i don't know k-pop stars i don't know anybody anybody actually but he was on stage and the um the interviewer was saying okay so yeah like the first generation k-pop k-idol and he's like no 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 no, i'm not first generation and then this guy goes and says hey how do you have first generation k-pop idol mm. then the guy's like yes that's my son Benim. i'm second generation it's just a very weird thing but anyway if you watch um gogo waikiki and you hear about DJ that copy and you see that girl who's trying to rap with you hey, get yeah. it yeah this you is know. the dude and then go online and i'm trying to remember you know so that's it so when you go online his um video is called what's up man yeah, he said yes. What's, what's up, up, man? man? Yes, because yes, yes. even in DJ, he's like, "What's up?" Because I forgot his name now. I know yeah. he was in GOD. He was in GOD. But yeah, just I think just because I found Google it that way up, man, by yeah. googling "What's up, man." Yeah, it's he, huge. He's hilarious. It's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. And it's also very huge in Korea because I think he started his YouTube channel last year, and then in the space of like nine months, he got away a million um, wow. subscribers. So he is really hilarious, and he is he, he shows a different part of Korean culture. I mean, I, the editing is a bit funny. But I find a lot of shows, a lot of variety type shows in Korea kind of funny, the way they edit it because of the emojis and the text mm, and the place it places yeah, it. Yeah. But by and large, it was really, really hilarious. So I wanted to just throw that in there. For those of you who are <laughs> curious, I know you, I obviously know you're curious as to who DJ Dakopi is because I was very curious. Like, who is DJ Dakopi? Because I believe it was placed on a real life person. But yeah. That's just for the record. There you go. That mystery solved. <laughs> okay, so um, if you uh, rate and review, if you enjoyed this podcast, yeah, I should have said that at the beginning. Um, but rate and review if you enjoyed the podcast. Um, we'll be back in a month's time. Um, also check out Popgram as well. We have other podcasts available. Our um, back our catalog, a backlog, backlog. 
a back catalog. Back catalog is what I'm going to say. Backlog. Uh, back catalog <laughs> is available as well. Um, and um, you can check when uh, African Kitchen. They said your government name there. Um, you can check out her Instagram. I will actually put a link to it. Yeah, but... so it's African underscore Kitch on Instagram. And um, yeah, I think follow me. And also, I'm on YouTube, but I don't, it has absolutely nothing to do with K drama. So yeah, yeah, contemporary African art. So if you're interested in that, yeah, you can go check that out on, on YouTube as well. Yeah, and I'm at Dipsy La La La. Um, I don't really post a lot, but <laughs> you know, if you want to message, if you've got like a, a you know question mm. or um comment about the show, something you think we should cover, something you think we don't cover, something that you want more information about, let us know. Yes, I think you know definitely rate and review us, and also you know share. Well, you know, we want to see how far yes, you can actually please get, share. how far you can get the Nigerian Nunas in the world. Who knows? If you share long enough and widely enough, we might actually get a K star on our show. Probably never going to happen, but it might happen. Stranger things Hope, have happened. Exactly. Hope springs eternal. All right. Thank you. Take care, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye.